0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Inside the Walls Podcast, episode 133. Amongst me is Matt, host of the Prime Cuts Omaha Beef Podcast. And for the third time on Inside the Walls, one time was during practice, next time was the last second, but this time, way in advance to notice, no other than one, in my opinion, a wide receiver who should be playing in either Canada or the NFL right now, Adam Smith. Welcome, Adam Smith, to another edition of Inside the Walls Podcast.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all having me, and uh, always appreciate the kind words.
0: Well, let's let's get the cow, the bag, Matt. Get, get, um, we know that you're Omaha. We know that you have Omaha number one in the power rankings. We do know that. Now we got Adam Smith. I don't know you don't know Adam Smith. The dude is a baller. This man can literally take over a game just by kickoffs. Uh, he did it a couple times last year <laughs> against my team, against Orlando multiple times. Um, but Matt, you got you know you got to let it out. Got to tell, got to tell Adam why did you get Omaha number one? Come on, we got to get out no. let the cat out of the bag, man. I mean,
2: it's pretty obvious, you know, um, if you you ask me, I mean, Omaha hasn't been beaten in a year. So, um, you know, that's why I picked them to be number one. No disrespect to the Carolina Cobras or our our guest tonight, Adam. Um, I've seen you play. You're electric. uh, Really looking forward to seeing you play in person. Hopefully getting to meet you when you guys come to Omaha. But uh, but yeah, I I picked Omaha number one because they've been my team for a really long time and they haven't lost in a year. So biased. That's so biased. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I I think, uh, no, no offense taken. I wouldn't expect any other. I think you would probably be a a bad fan and a bad podcaster. If you put Omaha anywhere other than one being as where your bias stands. And of course they, you know, they haven't lost in more than a year. So, uh, you know, everybody has said it after the rankings came out. It's just rankings are just that. So we'll, uh, We'll see everybody in the coming months to settle everything and see how it goes.
0: Well, Yeah, for sure. For, for the sure. first time, I don't have a dog in a fight in the NAL. For many years doing this podcast, I had my Jacksonville Sharks, so I had to hold my bias, even though I was told by certain coaches, one of them that we know very well, uh, Adam, um, you do a great job, but, man, you need to stop promoting your hometown team. But now that they're no longer in the NL, they're in the IFL, I have no allegiance. So when I did my power rankings of the NAL, I put Carolina at one because of the recognizable names I see on that roster that I got used to uh, torching my team a couple of times last year, even though we've won most of them. Um, The most important one. We'll get to that game here pretty soon. Uh, But the reason why I got Carolina at one, unlike Matt, uh, I look at that roster. I see Ziggler. I see Ings, I see Zayn Summers, I see Ryan Debo-Weber, and I see talented players I've seen every single week last year. And I'm like, the Sharks are not there to stop them this time. Who's going to stop them? I don't think no one can, but that's me being biased to watching you and your boys last year doing their thing. Um, but anyways, before I start r- ranting about that, um, let's get into the offseason. What made you come back to Greensboro first? And secondly, was there any other team in the NAL or IFL that was asking for your interest, or was Coach Negan in Carolina the only destination you wanted to play in, seeing that you call Greensboro home now for your third season in the row? Right.
1: Yeah, so um, there were a few teams that reached out over um, different leagues and within the a- NAL, but it really all boiled down to um, what I wanted this year to be. Um, I knew my number one priority, uh, just in my life was to have a family. So I knew that if I was gonna, if I wanted to have a family, I needed, if I was going to have a family and I was going to find a way to play football, um, that I needed that season to be done before July. So that was number one. So that kicked every league out of contention except for NAL for me. Um, and I needed someone that respected my or I needed a place that respected my schedule as a teacher um, and my want and priority to have a family. And Coach Negron, since I've known him for the past three years, that's all he's been about um, is just relationships, family and being there for one another. So um he was able to work things out for me in a really good way that kind of fit what I needed, um, and fit my family and fit my schedule and things like that. So, uh, that is what really pulled me to come back to Greensboro. Um, but at the end of the day, all of that fancy stuff, I came back because I want to win a championship and that's it. Um, awards are cool. And, I got first team in all all NAL last year, which is phenomenal. But I don't – I just want to win a championship, and then I'm done. So that's 100% why I came back.
0: So, about championships, their coaches have a different way of looking at it, Same as different from players. And we've seen commercials now that are just going crazy on NFL right now because it's Super Bowl week Mm. about – you got, you know, banners – Or rings. That's what this week is. Coaches, they don't care about the rings as much. They care about banners. Because they know that banner will be in that arena for eternity. And it's like, we won a championship here. That's the banner. You want a ring. Yeah. So, an interesting question I ask uh, another, uh, well, a current shark. Banner or ring? He goes, I just want to take the trophy home and keep it. (laughs) <laughs> so I was like, I don't think that can happen. But um, what, are you more of a ring guy or you don't really care, banner or ring? You just want to win a championship, right?
1: So for the most part, yeah, I just want to win a championship. I think the ring will kind of hold that memory forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's kind of been, you know, I played Division three football and you win a conference championship, you get a ring. So that's kind of been like my thing since – hell i mean 2014 is just like we need to get a ring and it just hasn't happened yet like things have not falling fallen in my way every year or in random situations so um yeah end of the day championship or bust but yeah a ring would be great it would be a really cool memory to have to have you know smith four and like a cobra's logo Mm -hmm. um especially to cap off my football playing career so yeah
2: yeah, man, those rings that Omaha got, you know, they're pretty uh, pretty cool. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't quite get one, couldn't get my hands on one. But yeah, um, I uh, have never been a part of a championship team until Omaha Beef won in uh, in 2021. So that was pretty awesome. But yeah, um, you know, I, I, I'm i excited to see Carolina play. What is your favorite thing about playing in Carolina and playing for that organization? It is
1: definitely – so, Carol – I mean, Greensboro is really like a second home to me because that's where I went to college. And now that I've been playing with the Cobras for the last three seasons um, and this being my fourth, uh, the fan base is just – they become – they're so invested in the players, um, much like I much like I think Omaha is as well. But, I mean, they're our, our fans are around us all the time. They're feeding us. They're – hosting us at events, they're hanging out with us, they're inviting us to their tailgates, and we're going out and eating with them. I mean, Kendrick Ings has developed a friendship with some of our season ticket holders where he just like goes and hangs out with them and like goes to their house. and like So um, just those relationships with those people and you know when you walk, walk through the, the smoke and tunnel on Saturday or whatever day it is you play that you've got people behind you and people that are, that are going to support you. Um, I think that a lot of fans in arena football and indoor football, are, they can be pretty harsh, but you've always got those ride or dies that, that are just going to be there for you. And I think in Carolina, we have a lot of that. Um, and it, I would be crazy to not say my family is 45 minutes from the Greensboro Coliseum. So it's really cool for them being able to be at almost yeah at every home game. And um, they've been able to travel to every championship game we've been in. So, um, being able to be around friends and family. Like I said, it's just Greensboro is a second home for me. So it's been really enjoyable these last few years.
0: Well, speaking of Greensboro, Greensboro fans, ticket deal going on right now. Season tickets are as low as $8 per game. Call text Cobras to three, three, six, four, five, five, seven, three, seven, two, three, two. Get your season tickets today. Pack the Greensboro Coliseum. One thing I want to say about Greensboro, I Never went to a game there. I was hoping to go there a couple of years ago. One thing I noticed about that arena is where you have the legit full-size arena football field. There's yeah. no curve edge. It's all straight, regular size field. And that gives certain people with returning abilities chance to exceed, excel, because of the rebound nets. Mm-hmm. Rebound nets are back. The rules are a little bit changed in the NL this year. We're playing a little bit of indoor style. But the rebound, and off air, you told me that you're happy at the rebound that's a return because of the You're re, uh, you're your returning excellency. But here's the question. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Gaines is back. Is there going to be a conflict of interest right there to see who can do more <laughs> kickoff returns?
1: So the thing about it, and I, I think people who know Kendrick know, he's so unselfish that – I am willing to bet that he is going to tell me to take more of them than he will. Um,
0: yeah, because it's fewer hits on him.
1: That might be that might be a part of it.
0: <laughs> Strategy <laughs> he,
1: uh, in twenty two, um, towards the going towards the end of that season, you know, first year of Iron Man rotations are very weird for teams, and I was kind of like behind Kendrick. And there would be times where he'd be like, go, go, go get in, like go get your film. This is your time. You need to be in Canada next year championship game. He's like, you get, uh, I think we threw like a screen one time in the fourth. He was like, you take it. This is your time. So I think that we'll kind of give and take. um, But maybe there'll be some times for us to both both be back there and just kind of split the net and see which way it goes. But I think uh, either way it, it poses a really big problem for people when you've got um, an AFL guy like Kendrick Ings, who um, when he was in the AFL, he was like a first team kicker, first team AFL kicker. Yeah. So, and then I was, I led the league in touchdown or kickoff return touchdowns last year. So um, I think it's going to, going to pose some problems for, for some people, especially for people that have never played with the nets, those things. Or another animal that you don't know until you kick up against it, or until you see a kick fly past your face off of the net. So,
0: well, yeah. do you know that you have a record in the NAL?
1: Is that the longest onside kick recovery?
0: Mm, not that one. Well, you have another one. Okay, you, you're that? the you're the only player last year to have a kickoff return for a touchdown a running touchdown, rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown, or a passing a running touchdown, kickoff return, interception touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. You're the only player in the league last year.
1: But wait, I didn't have an interception return for. Well, it says in a
0: stat book. <laughs> I have really? Yeah. Unless they, there's someone else that wore number 4 last year. But Here then he again, is outing, but himself, then he, outing
2: himself on the podcast. Yeah but, yeah,
0: but but then again, we both know that sometimes those stats last year were highly questionable. So you got an, yeah. an additional interception touchdown. So I'll take it. it, just take it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll So Ad,
2: so so Adam you did you did mention the you know the Nets and I've never witnessed the Nets live. Yeah. As a kid growing up in Iowa, we had the Barnstormers, but I lived like 4 hours away from the Barnstormers, so I only ever watched it on TV. My only yeah. experience like experiencing the Nets was on the video game where like I tried to return kicks and it was impossible. Yeah. Um so like I love that game. Talk, Still do. I know that game's 100%. awesome. I wish I could I wish I had the the system to play it on. It's it's amazing. Um but Talk about, as a returner, how you have to prepare for that. And then also talk about how you feel about the new rule set, because we're not going to see Ironman football in NAL this year. We're going right. to see traditional indoor rules. So talk a little bit about both of those if you can.
1: Yeah. Um, So with the Nets, I think the only way to prep for it is you just have to practice non-stop. Like you have to have a kicker kick it to you off the Nets. Um, and it's just so weird because every – first of all anytime it's set up in any arena it's never going to be the exact same because the tightness is going to be a little tighter maybe a little looser Mm -hmm. on different sides it might be a little tighter or looser i think it was in orlando this year they had like one net that if it hit the net it would just fall it wouldn't bounce at all because it was so loose um jacksonville and our nets were pretty good so I'll, i'll give jacksonville that their nets were always nice um but You just have to find the bounce and like the angles where it's tight. What I've started to figure out towards the end of the year, there are like some danger spots in the net. And if you can figure out where those danger spots are going to bounce with certain nets, um, it makes it easier. You, but I mean, there are some kicks if you hit, if it's a bar ball, you can't prep for that. It's just going to happen sometimes. and, you're going to have to hope it doesn't bounce in the kicking team's favor. But it's just uh, prepping. And uh, my first week doing it was West Texas week two. And I caught five t- four touchdowns, had a great res- offensive game, but it was my first time with the Nets, and I messed up two kickoff returns, almost lost us the game. So every week after that week, I'd practice for like – Anytime I could get in the arena or pregame, I'd practice for like 20, 30 minutes every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And luckily we had T.C. Stevens, who's I think he's one of the two best kickers in all of indoor and arena football and pregame. He would, I would ask him to kick in these danger spots and he would know where the opposing kicker could get the ball to. And he would hit it there for me. So I got pretty lucky with him. Um, as for the switch of rule or the change of rules, uh, one I'm very glad Iron Man is gone. <laughs> um, you're not that, the
0: only you're not the only one that said that, but man, way. even coaches um, are saying they're like, "Thank God it's
1: yeah." I mean, it's one. I'm not a defensive player. I um, I tell people that all the time. I er, <laughs> people know that. I mean, you. I don't want to guard you or tackle you. So. um but I think it also um, – it puts a better product on the field because if you've got Adam Smith at DB instead of Mike Green at DB, it's just di- – like, it, you know, it's it's a different thing. Um, Mike Green, me, Joe
0: Powell. Mishon like, Robinson. Right. Mike Robinson. Keep going. Let's keep going on and on.
2: Yeah. So, so
0: – who, who is this white DB? Yep, we're going to throw it. Right, right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is that Jason Sehorn? <laughs> So,
1: but at, like just the change to indoor rules, I'm pretty excited for it just because it's something um, that I've never been able to been able to play in. But I know that it's kind of a shift to like more like outdoors, and you know, it's more like outdoors than arena ball. So I'm excited to kind of have that familiarity, kind of bring that back. Um, and I'm excited to be able to have a true running back because um, I you. I will be biased on this but I think James Summers is the best running back in all of indoor or arena football. I mean, he's he was a true NFL guy and I mean, he only played like 2 years of running back in his life and he went to the NFL off of it. So um so I'm excited to have, you know, a guy I think is at the top of the list to block for um So yeah, I'm I'm really excited and I'm excited for all of the new teams that we have that existed at least to have been indoor teams. So um, some of these teams are what I would consider moving up to our league, but they have some familiarity. So I feel like it kind of evens the playing field a little bit more um, for some of the teams that maybe didn't have the past that like an Omaha or a Sioux city or something like that.
0: Okay. I'm going to drop some more facts on you. You know, who led the league last year in bar balls as a kicker?
1: Kevin Didio Weber. I
0: guarantee it. <laughs> He's on yeah. your team now. So yes. Thank um, th- here's the reason why he was either he set the record for deuces in the game. Yep. And he set the record last year for most field goals in the game and the longest field goal ever kicked in the NAL.
1: I think that was against us.
0: It was against y'all. Yeah. But you still beat them pretty handily.
1: Yeah, that was Malik's, like, 11-touchdown game or something, I think.
0: Yeah, 600-yard <laughs> performance. Yeah, that right. was his coming-out party. Yeah. Uh, with a change in the new rules, you you played mostly last year from a lot of the film I watched. You were always either, A, the high-motion man, or you were the the Y receiver. I think that's how Fuller does it. He had the X, Y, and he had the high-motion. You were never, the like, the number one guy. Lance Evans was, like, number one. But yeah. you were always the slot-slash-high-motion. Well now with the two motion um in the in the indoor game, are you gonna be the Julian Elliman role now in Carolina? <laughs> or are you, are you going to like tell Kendrick and you know and Raz um Donovan Raspberry, like, yo, no, I'm wide receiver one. I ain't doing no more of this freaking high motion. I'm staying still.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, the good thing about the receivers that we have on roster is we can all do pretty much anything. Uh, We don't really have many one dimensional guys. So I, I think that we'll all be able to kind of rotate around and fit what, or do what fits us best. So um, whether it's um, in the red zone, if we need Julius Gregory to be in motion, so he can be a big guy, or if we're backed up and we want, Ken and me to run some deep routes out of high high motion, we can do that. Um, Or, you know, just whatever. So I think that – I think probably going into camp, uh, I would imagine maybe Kendrick and I are in motion pretty often. Um, But I think we're just going to see how the roster and the playbook kind of unfolds because we're going to do a lot of things that just fit our guys. Um, So – so whatever really fits us best as a team and fits everybody's everybody's skill set and everything is what we'll, what we'll do. So wherever I fit into that mix, I, like I said, all I, all I want to do is win some football games. That's it.
0: I just want to say this about your wide receiver groom right now in Carolina. Don't take offense to this, Matt. Calm down. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Um, that's a damn good room. Yeah, It can match up in any wide receiver room in any league. Like, yeah. like I know Coach Manas is having a, a squad of receivers down there in San Antonio. G- Gibson here in Jacksonville has a squad of receivers. But I look at you guys, Donovan Raspberry, Julius Gregory, you, Kendrick, Summers, and you have a bunch of young guys coming from local universities that yeah. are trying to make the roster. Like, I'm just going to say, you're a – Breakout performance quarterback away for being a, a team that can not just win a championship in the NAL, but win almost every freaking league. That's how yeah. your roster is built this year. Yeah. I, I'm just looking at the guys on your list. I'm like, you got the kicker. That's almost two points, three points yeah. per possession. If yeah. you, go for eight, you go for eight points, two-point conversion for touchdown, you're going for 10-point play every single possession. That's crucial. Um, of course, you got the big guys in the middle, CJ can yeah. and Ziggler returning. Like your roster is very impressive, and there's a couple of guys that join your team this year um, from Gwinnett. Uh, from no, not Gwinnett, from uh, Gillette Mustangs. Are the Gillette Mustangs or Gwinnett Mustangs? Gillette, yeah. Gillette. Okay, so they're the shaving thing. Um, Caleb Lowry and uh, and Ra- I think Raphael Turner. I think's the other guy, the linebacker. Yeah. Those are studs coming over. They they have good film, and as a receiver, this is your fourth time in Carolina. Yeah, you've seen different versions of your team. You've seen two teams make the championship game and fell short, but you also been on teams that you're good enough, but you know, the playoffs were a different animal, right? We're what a couple of weeks of camp, maybe one or two weeks of camp. Yeah, um, when is camp, by the way? When do you guys report in Carolina?
1: March 4th, I believe, whatever that Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. So, so you're that three, first weekend of
0: March, so you're three weeks until uh, to camp, so it yeah. season's here, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, just based on the guys, you know, that are on the team right now, how does this team stack up to former Caroline Cobras that teams that you played for over the last couple of years? In your that's opinion, that's
1: a, that's a good question. And it's tough because I feel like I'm biased for every team. Um, who, um, I think that honestly, our trenches may be stronger now than they've ever been mm-hmm. because, we are not losing much than we've ever had i think the the person we're losing that we have had the past years is michael robinson Um, and i think that with some of these guys that we are bringing in we are able to fill that void so gibson zia coming from the ifl Mm -hmm. um caleb ralph some of the guys you mentioned um but then we've got um Tavon Fitzgerald coming back, he's an all-NAO guy. We've got Shahan Williams, who, without Iron Man, he's undoubtedly an all-NAO guy to me. So I think our trenches are as good as they've ever been. And Derek Ziegler, I think he's the best lineman in arena football. Um, I love CJ. Derek. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anyone dislikes him. I, I think he's such a loved guy. And Well, um, he wore the red
0: and black. That's why the reason I like him. I can't hate course. someone who wore the red. Like ZB, like the guy, I can't hate him because he wore the red and black. So Of course. Once you wear, it in black, you good with me.
1: Yeah, and um, but the, so I think trenches we're as good as we've ever been. Um, receiver room, I've been lucky with the Cobras because we've had a heck of a receiving room every year. Uh, my first year, it's it's Kendrick, B.J. Bun, Deron Lewis. Um, I can't. I'm blanking on the rest of the guys. Me, James. You know, it was a good group. The following year was me, Kendrick, Summers. Lance, Summers, and um, –
0: Dang it, I should know.
1: <laughs> me, me too. Um, yeah, you played on the team.
2: <laughs> you failed, yeah. sir.
1: Um, and then last year, of course, we had Lance, Nooney, myself, Miles Kelly, Kai Priester. Yeah, I mean, it, so – um, receivers, I think we're still, we're at that same level. Um, you've got, like you've mentioned, we've got Kendrick, we've got Julius Gregory, we've got Devonte Baker. I call him smoke. I think he's a rising star in the NAL. That's going to get more recognition this year. We've got Kai Priester back. We've got Raz, like you said, um, mm-hmm. we've got Alex Coleman. I mean, we've got so many guys. I I'm leaving people out because we have so many, um, I think where we will be, um i think where we're going to be harassed um in terms of our past is a quarterback because we've had the jonathan bain we had sam castronova before everybody loved him and he was an all-star um i thought he was an all-star back then but um we we had sam castronova we had jonathan bain we've had malik henry um at his best so i think our i think what people will look at us and be like well who is their quarterback but well, we've got quarterbacks. I mean, we've got Guy Myers, we've got Geo Sanders, we've got Justin Arthur, Nick Eilers. So we've got guys that have played the game. We've got guys that are a little newer to the game, but we've got guys that can do different, or we've got guys that can do everything they need to do. Um, personally, I train with Guy. We live like forty-five minutes away from each other, mm-hmm. and he and he has the single strongest arm, most talented arm that I've ever played with um now in arena football do you need to throw it 75 yards no but it's cool to have that talent he's able to run and you know geo has ifl experience justin has some ifl and indoor experience um and nick has some cif experience as well so i i think that from a outsider's perspective people will look at our quarterback room and be like well that's what we're missing but no i I don't think we're missing that position. I I am so happy with what coach Negron has done with our roster. And I think he's brought in guys that have the right mindset and that want to do the right things. Um, whereas I think there are a lot of people that bring in guys because of their name
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and because of maybe what they've done in the past, but we're bringing guys in that, that we think can, I say, we like I'm a part of a, the front office, but you kind uh, of are.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I, I think we're bringing in guys that we think can help us win right now and do the right things this season for us. So how we stack up to the previous rosters, hopefully better because we can – hopefully we win a championship. So,
0: By the oh, way, uh, you forgot the receiver from two years ago. You mentioned his brother. You forgot about DJ.
1: Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know how I forget <laughs> DJ Myers. Of course, yeah. I
0: going to say, because I guarantee he might comment on his page like, really? Hello?
1: <laughs> DJ Yo. knows I love him. We actually I, – I tried to give him a call last week to talk about something, but he was working, and when he called me back, I was running routes and working out. So I called him back, and we just kept disconnecting. But, but yeah, DJ knows I can never – people think we're brothers sometimes when they see us in person, so DJ knows I'll never forget him.
0: He's big time yeah. in San Antonio. Go Absolutely.
2: ahead, man. Absolutely. Yeah, so I was going to say, like you you did, you talked about your quarterback room and your great thing. I'm going to say this as a fan who's seen the guy play. I hope that no one counts out Geo Sanders because that guy, I mean, like last, he played a couple seasons ago in the CIF. I think he started a little bit last season in the CIF, and then he got signed by an IFL team. And as soon as I saw that he got signed, I was like. Okay, that league needs to look out because this guy is great. And yeah. uh, I've seen him play in person. Uh, he does things with it, with the football in his hand that like other guys just I can't I haven't seen do in a while. So uh, it's 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 really fun to watch him play. So that's a guy even from a player's perspective. I know you've never played with him, but just uh, just keep your eyes on him because he's going to do big things no matter where he ends up. So yeah, and I've talked to as soon as we signed him, I messaged
1: him. And was like, hey, let's go. And just, you know, some encouraging words. I was like, where do you live? Like, if you're close by, let's, let's get together. And uh, I've mentioned that to all of our quarterbacks, at least the ones I don't know where they live. Like, I know Nick isn't very local. I know Justin is always traveling. So I'm like, hey, if you're ever in my area. But, um, and, you know, he was saying all the right things. And he seems like he's really ready to go. And I have watched his film. Um, just as I messaged him, he was like, yeah, I'm watching your film right now. So, uh, I've watched his film and he does have really good film from his past few years. And, uh, he's kind of, he kind of followed like a similar path that I did, you know, kind of worked his way up from lower level, um, with Idaho when they were in whatever. the Yeah, that one, um, when they were doing really well in the AWFC and then he kind of slowly worked his way up and to the IFL and has good film there. So yeah, I was, uh, I was excited to see us bring him in. I think if you, I think bringing anybody in with indoor experience to our team is going to help us right now. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So I just remember the first time I saw geo play with Southwest Kansas, I was just like, okay, yeah. this guy's, this guy's great. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I cut you off there. My bad. My bad. It's all right. No problem. <laughs> Seeing that, uh, you're, you're, you're not playing down here in Jacksonville anymore. Uh, don't have to deal with the Shark Tank anymore. There's two other – you could say three other teams in the NAL that have considered hostile environments. One's in Sioux City. The other one is in Omaha because of the cowbells, apparently. That's a thing that okay. annoys people. And also, uh, there's a free, I knew he was going to bring it out. Put, it, <laughs> put that thing up. In Idaho. There are new locations now in the NAL. Yeah. You're not traveling to Texas, well, Fort, Fort Worth, Dallas, Texas that area, but you're not traveling to Texas 30 times this, this year compared to last year. You're not traveling to multiple destinations. What are you more looking forward to as you like your first row game? Is it the trip to Idaho? Is it a trip to Oklahoma? Or is it just new competition, new teams, a different way to look for a season compared to like Jacksonville every other week? Like it yeah. seemed like last year. It felt like we played each other like a thousand times last year.
1: Right. Yeah, I think um, I, f- for the most part, I really just enjoy being able to go to places I've never been. I was never a big traveler growing up. So I'm excited to go to these. I mean, these I would never probably go to Idaho. So I think it'll be cool to like just travel to all of these places. But specifically, I mean, of course, I'm looking forward to Idaho week one because that's the first one. But uh, just without any uh, any specifics like that, I'm excited to go play in Omaha. They've had a really rich history. Um, obviously, they're coming off an undefeated championship season. Um, I'm I'm thinking that we'll both be at the you know the top end of the league. So I think it'll be hostile and nasty, and um, so I'm I'm pretty excited for that. It's all it's always really cool to go into an arena where you can't really hear the play call and fans are a little mean. And of course they love up on you after the game and stuff, but it's, it's fun to do that. So I'm excited for Oda. I'm excited for Omaha, the Sioux cities. And yeah, I'm excited for those.
2: It's, it's going to be, it's going to be an experience. I promise you when you come to Omaha, it will change you as a player. Uh, It's going to be great, but you're exactly right. We're, we're ferocious, but when it's all said and done, we're all there for the same reason. And that's indoor football. Um, You know, I love this game. But yeah, I'm looking forward. I personally am looking forward to watching Omaha week one of the regular season come out to Carolina and face you guys. That's going to be that's going to be awesome. I wish I could travel out there, um, but I don't think it's going to be in the cards, but that'd be amazing. So
1: yeah, that one's definitely on the uh, that one is marked on the calendar for sure.
0: So, uh, Adam, have you ever went to the tropical area of Kansas before?
1: I've never – I'll tell you, the furthest – as I'm answering this, I'm going to go grab my charger because my phone is slowly dying. Um, The furthest west I've been is St. Louis, Missouri, and I only went there just to visit my wife when she was getting her master's degree out there. So um, I have not been – and my geography is not really that great, but I've not been to Kansas. I can tell you that for sure.
0: Well, apparently in central Kansas, there's a tropical place called the Topeka Tropics. Cool. Um, one thing I want to say is that I think they had the coolest jerseys in the league from CIF last year, and this because the helmet. I'm a big Will Ferrell fan. I keep saying that. I love semi pro. Uh, yeah. Basically, I look at Topeka Tropics, I think of the uh, Flint, Michigan Tropics in that movie. Yeah. Um, You've been in lower level leagues, you've been in the NAL, you've seen creative team names, different teams. But is Topeka a little too far? Whoever think you look at Topeka, Kansas, you think of tropical stuff. <laughs> like it's yeah. no the closest beach to freaking Topeka is I've when I did the mouse like nine hundred and seventeen miles. <laughs> that's nowhere near the beach. That's a that's a heck of a drive. Yeah. But I you played you play whether the force or the fire or the flames. The lower level league you play in.
1: Oh, Cape Fear Heroes. Oh, and Tor, uh, Triangle Tours.
0: Yeah, there's that's the name. <laughs> I knew you yeah. were in some like Toros or something like that's Yeah. But so Tropics is not a far out name. So so you've been in leagues where you see teams names and you're like it, that's okay. Um I just yeah. want like I I'm going to adopt the Tropics because I just like cuz The connection, Will Farrell. Am I cheering for him? No, I'm just, I just love the logo and the team name. But uh, we're we're getting close to wrapping up. We know that season tickets are on sale. Schedule is out. You already know who you you already said Idaho number one because that's your first game. You got Omaha. Any team in the NAL that you're most looking forward to playing against? I want to say it might be Coach Shaw over in Colorado because there's a history between what you did to him last year in the NAL playoffs.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm definitely excited to play against coach Sean Colorado. Um, him and I talked a few times over the off season and, uh, we, we talked, you know, on the turf, you know, in between, in between plays or when the refs are doing one of their 17 reviews in the middle of the game. So, Mm -hmm. Um, it's nothing but respect for him he's he's always been a great person to me really respectful so definitely excited to play against him just because i know he'll have those guys ready mm-hmm. um any team that he has his hands on is going to be at the top end of the league just because he, he does things uh, the right way and uh he can recruit too so he, he'll get good guys if we don't know who they are right now i think we'll know who they are in the middle of june so um definitely excited to play against against those guys excited to um um yeah, i mean i'm excited to play everybody it uh it's it's cool to get those new experiences be able to build connections with with just different athletes around different coaches mm-hmm. be able to meet those guys and i agree with you i think the uh tropical place of topeka uh <laughs> i think i i will say, i think they've got the coolest colors it's really nice, nice and bright so that's cool mm-hmm. but but yeah i i don't really have any specific teams i think that um I think that the teams with the history are always the fun ones to play. So that's why I always enjoyed Jacksonville and I always enjoyed Orlando. And um, even Columbus, when Columbus was in the league, I enjoyed going there because they had such a rich history of what they had done. So I'll enjoy those teams, but playing against those teams like Omaha, Sioux city, um, but playing these newer teams or the teams coming back like Oklahoma um, and North Texas, those types of teams, I think that, It'll be a lot of fun just to be around something new, something fresh, like a fan base that is going to be excited about something. Um, so yeah, I, I can't single any team out exactly. There are some in my head that I think I'm, I want to uh, show people what the NAL is actually about. But I'll just save that for the season. So I'm, I'm ready to play everybody, but ready to ready to beat everybody as well. Shots fired, but okay. Uh, <laughs> Respectfully, respectfully.
2: All right, so um, we're we're coming up on a on a big weekend. There's this big thing happening on Sunday. Uh, I believe it's called the Super Bowl. So, um, what side are you uh, going with in the Super Bowl? Are you going with Team Swifty, or are you going with uh, Team Mister Irrelevant?
1: So, I think I'm going with Mister Team Irrelevant. So, for a few reasons. Number one, well, the first reason is not that I, I wouldn't bet against Patrick Mahomes. So that that's not it. Um, and I like Travis Kelsey. I'm not a Taylor Swift. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> um, so, you're, so on the record, you're not a Swifty. That is correct. I'm not a Swifty. Um, but I, I'm not even like one of the haters of the whole, I don't care, do what you want to do, give whatever, you, you know, whatever. Who cares? Um, I don't. I'm just there for the football, but. Um, I'm a big underdog guy in Brock Purdy, um, be, going from Mr. Irrelevant to an MVP candidate. And I still think a lot of people don't really think he's that great. Um, and I think people, you know, all the Cam Newton, call him a game manager, which I, I don't know why people think that's such a bad thing. I think so many great quarterbacks are game managers. I mean, Tom Bra I think Tom Brady was a game manager. He wasn't some freak game breaker. Uh, I don't know. I mean. My college quarterback, I think he was a pretty good game manager. But in our junior and senior years, he threw for 77 touchdowns and five picks. So he was pretty good. Um, so I, uh, I think I'm going to go with Mr. Irrelevant. Their roster is just insane. Uh, and I don't know that we've seen them click yet. And, you know, maybe a Super Bowl would be a good time to do it. Like I said, I, I don't think you're supposed to bet against Patrick Mahomes. So we will we'll see if I eat my words with that.
0: You could. Yeah. But one thing that Brock has, if Brock does win the Super Bowl this Sunday, he will be the latest round quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl. He will really? break he'll break Tom Brady's record.
2: Because he has Tom never- Brady was
0: sixth round, right? Wasn't it s- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Mr. Relevant's the very last pick in the eighth round. So
1: right. So has a has an undrafted an undrafted guy had to have won at some point. So I don't it would just so
0: really? I just saw the Stephen A. Smith went on ramp out. This would be like the first time that a Mr. L relevant would win the Super Bowl would break Tom Brady's deal. He had some rant on okay. the show today about it, so but again it's,
2: it's it's funny that you mentioned that you don't understand people, you know, not being on, on the Brock Purdy bandwagon. Um I'm one of those guys who kind of just thinks that Brock Purdy's just okay. But I'm also sure. biased because he played at Iowa State and I'm a huge Hawkeye fan. So, okay. Um, oh, you know, I mean, he was, he was, he was over against my Hawkeyes. So, I mean, you know, um,
1: that's no uh, surprise, though. I don't think we, I don't think we should have expected
2: that to be any different. <laughs> right. But with that being said, I actually will be rooting for the 49ers this weekend because there's only one reason. George Kittle.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I really like George Kittle has such a cool personality. Just even I mean, usually you say a like, cool personality off the field, but no, he has a really cool personality on the field. It's really fun to see that. I'm kinda like
0: he's I He's the founder of Tied End's Day. Is he really? Yeah, he's the one who started the the today's Tight Ends Day. <laughs>
1: oh, that's hilarious I because I knew it was a thing the last like two years, but I didn't know he actually founded it. But yeah, I think Andrew it's Andrew really Gronk cool. started it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can appreciate when guys are um, – when on the field they can be, like, light and fun and stuff. Because at the end of the day, to me, like, it's a game. It's a lot of fun. And if I, like, get all – I'm just not the type of guy that, like, gets all hype and mean. And I just – it would be fake to me. So I think it's so cool when he's on the field just screwing around and like making jokes and like obviously he's making plays and playing great but he's just like playing around out there like a little kid and I think that's so cool.
2: Yeah. And he's like I've never met him but everything I've heard is he's exactly the same way off the, off the field too so.
0: Yeah. I usually cheer for the team that has the most Florida State Seminoles on it. And unfortunately both teams have the same amount.
1: None? One. Oh okay, no. one. Okay. One each.
0: Okay. One each. <laughs> I was like, "Ah, uh, well, never mind. Uh, But what I usually do, um, I have a tradition. I like to do power rankings for the Super Bowl commercials because that's a big ordeal. Commercials Mm -hmm. is like the best thing. And a little fun fact, if you're trying to make an announcement or use a commercial to promote something during the Super Bowl, $6.7 million for 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, well, that's out of the picture. Uh, right. But uh, what's your because this is Super Bowl week favorite all time Super Bowl commercial, if you have one? Mm. I have one. Mine's um, pretty funny. I, I like mine.
1: Uh, it's probably got to be one of the Doritos commercials. Um, man. Okay. I mean, the one that comes to mind is like the little kid playing video games. And the guy who's trying to date his mom, like comes in and takes his Doritos. And he's like, keep your hand off my mama. Keep my your hand off my Doritos. So that's the one that comes to mind. Um, there's, there's one for, I don't know what it was. Maybe they didn't do a great enough job. But they give somebody like a haircut that looks like a dog. And I remember that from my childhood because my dad thought it was funny. So. But yeah, I think Doritos does a really good job because they always have the weird funny ones every year. Not a sponsor. It's funny <laughs> you say that because I
2: I don't I don't remember if this was actually a Super Bowl commercial, but it's like the most memorable commercial I've ever seen. Um was a Doritos commercial and it had Chevy Chase in it. And there's this scene in the commercial where this old grandma does anybody else remember this commercial? This old grandma's walking with a bag of that's Doritos.
0: A, that's a Super Bowl commercial.
2: Yeah. Okay. So she's walking with a bag of Doritos, and there's a steamroller coming, and all, and all of a sudden you see Chevy Chase run, and he runs and dives, and then they cut, and the next thing you
0: see is him eating the Doritos.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't think I've seen that one.
0: My my fair commercial happened seven years ago, and it's when they when Marvel dropped the biggest tease of all teases. When they announced the uh, now uh, Avengers uh, Endgame, the first one, mm-hmm. not and you see like things blowing up, and they turn back to Robert Downey Jr. and he's just there uh, in his suit, like Tony Star or Tony Stark, going, "Oh, is this a bad time to make the announcement?" And it just goes a black screen and it says Avengers Endgame or Avengers uh, oh, Endgame. Oh, yeah. And I'm I like, they, they dropped that. And I remember, I don't know who was in the Super Bowl. I was like, holy crap, we got it. it was like it, it was like one of the biggest kept secrets. That's my favorite because I'm a big superhero fan. I love all the superhero movies. But yeah. that was always, a, it, there was talk about it, but it was never a, like, oh, we're we're in development. And they popped that in during Super Bowl. I lost my freaking crap. <laughs> but, of course, you got, the, you got the Nose Bowl when you got Mayhem, uh, all-state commercials. You have State Farm. Uh, you know, yeah. Patty, Pat McHomes and uh, Chris Paul are going to do some State Farm commercial. That's a tradition. And you're going to have Pepsi commercials and all. Yeah. Um, but one thing I love about the Super Bowl, it's one thing I always tell people is that football does not end at the Super Bowl. No. There you, you have our game, NAL, IFL, and Arena, all starting around a couple weeks after. You have other, you have European football. Uh, you have what the outdoor UFL, XFL, USFL, whatever they want to be called this year. Um, same time. So if you're if you're bummed about football, go to your local communities, fans. Get your tickets. There are some exciting athletes to watch, including this guy here. If you're in Greensboro area, um, Adam Smith for the Carolina Cobras. Adam, I asked all the players this. This is the same BS question. They all say the same thing. Uh, this upcoming season is a championship or bust.
1: One hundred percent.
0: See, then you're a player. Say if you would have said something else, I'm like, yeah, you're not. You're not real. Yeah, no. All the players are like, nope, championship or bust. That's what you strive for. Matt, any final questions before we let Adam go today?
2: No, Adam, it's been great to hear from you tonight. Uh, look forward to uh, May. I believe it's May fourth here in uh, Omaha, but also uh, March twenty fourth there and in uh, in Carolina and looking forward to just watching you play and, and hopefully we uh, come out on top. But uh, if we don't, you know, uh, just made the best team win. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. And um, I'll make sure we can, we can connect whenever we're out there in Omaha, at least even if it's just over the wall and my dog just ran in, he's upset about <laughs> something. So he might start barking about, I don't know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> looking forward, looking forward to, there he is. Looking forward to being in Omaha oh. and uh,
0: definitely being able to meet up with you. Absolutely. Photoshop, or photobomb, not photoshop. That's a program. Yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's Adam Smith. That is Matt Patton of the Prime Cups Omaha Beef Podcast. Next week, the I-29 rivalry episode. We'll have Sioux City and Omaha representatives on the show breaking down the longest reigning rivalry in indoor and arena football next week as we keep previewing the 2024 season. Adam, appreciate it. We'll keep in contact. I know you'll be on the show more often. We might have to get some other players on the team. I I might have to call it Kendrick again, get him on the show too. Um, He loves
1: it. He loves it.
0: it, It's not an Inside the Walls episode or indoor season without Kendrick Ings on this podcast. with no further ado, ladies and gentlemen, remember if you're in Carolina, get your tickets now. Um, available as low as $8 home games. First home game, March 24th against the Beef of Omaha. With that, that's Matt. That's Adam. I'm Jim. This is Inside the Walls Podcast. See you next week. Episode 133 in the books. Be safe. Deuces.